right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this special edition of the Troy Boys podcast. Uh, we have the Know Your Foe segment, uh, but this time we actually have uh, a fellow Trojan with us, a definite super fan, um, so more of a Know Your Neighbor segment. Uh, Paris, thanks so much for agreeing to be on the show. Hi, man. Glad to be here. Hope you have fun. Yeah. Um, so, Paris, I kind of I feel like I've known you for a long time because um, each Sunday you put on Facebook – uh, a, a list of the 10 things we've learned from the college football weekend. Uh, and sometimes Troy is, uh, is, is celebrated or gently jeered uh, in that list. Uh, how long have you been doing that? That's, it's funny, actually, how that even started. I, and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm only guessing. I want to say it started in 2013. Um, and it was, and I, it, just had, it was not supposed to be a list it, or, or a recurring list. It was just one weekend. There was just particularly strange – like there was, I, I want to say it was a Southern Miss game where a guy got uh, an interception, but then the Southern Miss guy wrapped his arms around him and kind of caught him. And they called it a touchdown. And I, and then there was like four or five other things that were just really strange that weekend. So I just made a list that day of the funny things we learned about college. And, it, and then it got so much response. Uh, I just decided to do it again. And I never had a win. And to tell you the truth, it's still not a thing that I mean to do every, I, it's not something I intend to always do. I just, I haven't run out of material yet. <laughs> Well, I always enjoy them. Um, I think it was either your number one or your number 10 um, this week was uh, advising uh, young men to look for a girl that would be as loyal to them as Troy is to Gunnar Watson, um, which I, mean, I found I'm pretty not hilarious. wrong, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean no, come yeah. on. Like, Gunnar Watson, <laughs> he, I, I love the guy. He's one of us, right? But he is the Ricky Bobby of quarterbacks. It's like it's, he's either going to – he's going to win or he's going to put it in the wall trying. Like, the – his – Touchdown to interception ratio is literally one to one. Like, we're, do you realize we're playing a team this week whose quarterback has a 52 passer rating, and they have the advantage at quarterback going into the game? It's, yeah, and, and it's I could crazy. picture he and I could picture he and Daigie having the you know, well, you can't have two number ones. That'd be an 11. I could see that conversation <laughs> happening on the right. sideline. Yeah, um, or as so I call him, Garrett Dogecoin. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how long have you been following Troy football? How did, how did you get uh, to become a passionate supporter of Troy University? So strangely enough, it was a roundabout. So uh, initially, actually, my very first ever exposure to Troy, uh, I was a fairly good high school player myself, and I was getting recruited by UCF in Orlando. Okay. And I went to the game, and they played Troy that week, and Troy beat the brakes off of them. And I was like, okay. It did make me want to go to Troy, but it said I was definitely not going to UCF. Uh, and then – Fast forward a couple of years, and I was playing uh, safety for a school called East Tennessee State University out of Johnson City, Tennessee, and we had to come down and play in, uh, in Veterans Stadium against Troy, and once again, did not go well. You know, we, we, got, we got it handed to us a little bit. Um, then uh, I ended up deciding that uh, at, at 5'11", 205, the NFL probably wasn't in my future. So done with football, want to focus on my real love, which was music and specifically band. Um, they got a new band director at Troy by the name of Robert W. Smith. And so I was like, I'm in. I transferred to Troy uh, and been a, you know, that was in 1997. And I've been a huge fan of the Trojans ever since. What, if you had to pick one game, I mean, obviously you've seen so many Troy games through the years. Uh, what, what is, what's the most exciting um, Troy game you've, you have uh, witnessed in person? That's going to be hard because uh, I was there for Marshall. I was there for Oklahoma State. Um, that was probably the, the most surprising finish, so maybe that was the one. Uh, but uh, the two that always stand out for me 
are the one is the Missouri game when we had and it's funny now when you go back it really wasn't an upset and everybody should have seen that coming when I name when I name I'll name three of the guys that were on that defense and then and you go back and look at that and go oh that's why Missouri never had a chance so the two defensive ends were a couple of guys you might have heard of them OCU Minora and Demarcus Ware and uh, they they also had a safety named Leonis McKelvin so like. That poor Brad Smith was the quarterback at Missouri, and he was a legit Heisman candidate. I want to say they were ranked 17th at the time, and Brad Smith was in the top three or four of people getting mentions for the Heisman Trophy. And, man, he didn't stand a chance. It was horrible. Like, I started feeling bad for him. We, we, we went down 14 nothing in that game and then never looked back. Just ended up running them off the field after that. But beyond that, and actually your friend, part of the reason why I remember this, this game so much, was the Mississippi State win, the year that we were not full-fledged Division One yet. We were in transition. We were not eligible for a bowl. Uh, which is why we didn't get to go to a bowl game despite our record, even though we beat the conference champion and they were only five and seven and got to go get their butts kicked in the bowl game. But we played Mississippi State at their homecoming and a flipping tornado hit the stadium in the middle of the game. And we had to go stand underneath the stadium for like two and a half hours. We came back out. Josh almost got arrested. I don't know if he's ever told you the story because the field was literally like a deluge. It was just swamp. And Josh is out there, all seven feet, 25 of him. And he's doing slip and slide like SeaWorld Dolphin-style slides across the field. <laughs> and, like, the Mississippi State troopers came out and kind of, like, escorted him back to us and were threatening to send him on somewhere. The band director kind of had to save him. But, uh, but yeah, we won that game, I want to say, 21-9. to 9. They never got in the end zone. Uh, it was a, a really good defense. Jimmy, Jimmy McClain, we had a really good defense that year, too. And uh, uh, Al Lucas, uh, uh, rest in peace. And that, that, that was a really good – that was the, the Wayne Bolts last year with us, the deadbolt defense and shut them down at their homecoming and not nary a cowbell was heard in Starkville on that night. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so that Jane, any James Madison fans that are listening will know that, you know, other schools have gone, have gone through that problem as well. Not being able to go to a bowl. This is not a, um, this is not a special punishment, uh, made just for them, which they act like it right. is on Facebook. Um, yeah. but, uh, so, so I, I definitely agree with you. I was, I was actually, um, uh, was Leotis's English department um, uh, academic assistant. So um, got to oh. know some of the special guys on that defense, um, and it sounds like we were uh, on campus around the same time. Um, so let's talk about this season. You know, I, for one, I follow Troy uh, very, very closely. I, I got to tell you, I didn't think we would be at, you know, 9-2 and two and hold our own destiny to win the West division. Um, I had a lot of faith in Summerall. I think he was the right choice. I just didn't see getting this good this fast. Um, kind of what were your thoughts going into this season? And, um, have you been surprised by the success or, or is this what you were expecting? Oh, hundred percent. As anyone will tell you, Josh included, uh, there is no prognosticator in football more adept than I am. So I knew exactly how the season was going to go. No, absolutely not. Nobody knew. And I, <laughs> I didn't even share your optimism. I was not happy about the Summerall hiring. I, I, you know, the fact that he, I, I, I thought it was we were making the mistake of, oh, here's somebody that reminds us of when we were good. Let's hire him. You know, and, and, and I, but, you know, it's worked out. But let's keep it real. This is probably the worst 9-2 and two football team in the history of college football. Like, we could real easily be, like, four and – I don't want to do math right now. But, you know, like, like the number of games – we should have lost Army. Matter of fact, we were two really good goal line stands and a fumble away from losing that game. In that game, he was like, have you ever played Tecmo Bowl, like the original version? Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. And like, there were two players. There was, if you're on offense, there was uh, 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 Bo Jackson, like he was unstoppable. On defense, if you had the 49ers, you could be Ronnie Lott 
you could t- you could tackle any bun from anywhere on the field. You could anything that came anywhere near you. <laughs> That's him in that game. I was like, oh my god, this dude. He's five foot two. Or it, like, it's hilarious too. No matter how many you go to all these different websites that, that list players, he is anywhere from five eight to six one, depending on right. who you go look at. In, in, <laughs> For uh, sure. Or what Seven Eleven he's walking out of. I'm sure he's closer to the five eight. But he's just a literal tackling machine. He's like he's like the real life uh, Bobby Boucher. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. But uh, that was a lot of things to say. I, I, I'm not surprised how well the defense has played. I am actually a little surprised how poorly the offense have played, considering this is a Neil Brown era coach that was coming back in. Um, but I, I am not going to complain because the games I've watched, there have only been there was, and, and if I'm being honest, there's only one game all season, and that was the Alabama and game, was the only game we went into where I was thinking ahead of time, yes, we're definitely going to win this game. Every other game, I was convinced we could absolutely lose this game, uh, including Army. When I saw that we were like 15-point favorites, I was like, no, not going to happen. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy with it. Whatever happens from here on out, I'll keep my mouth shut because it was more than I was expecting. Yeah, no, I, I, I join you in that. Um, even I'm, I'm getting ready at the end of the week to head up to Jonesboro, a beautiful little hamlet in Arkansas, uh, to watch this last game. And, and I'm, I'm equally nervous um, heading into that one. I, I've watched these Red Wolves, um, you know, play foil to Troy several times before. Um, so looking at that game, um, anything in particular pop out at you? I know you, you talked about their, uh, their quarterback, who, um, who's uh, a little bit better than what we've got um, as a signal caller. Uh, anything else in Jonesbury worry you as we head into this game? Yeah, one big thing worries me. It's it's the last regular game of the season. Historically, if you look at what Troy does, we we'll we'll go we'll bring on Oklahoma State, bring on Marshall, bring on whoever, bring on LSU at homecoming. Like that's all great. Don't be our last week opponent and us be favored to win the game. We're gonna find a way to screw that up. So just like the pessimistic historical his Troy fan of me, see, and it's and Several times it's been Arkansas State like that, that we ended up, you know, getting knocked out of a, a contention for like the the championship or whatever because of losing to a team we shouldn't lose to. Uh, also, can we just talk about how hilarious it is that their coach is Bush Jones? Like, yeah, that the, is pretty funny. I, I'm loving that. Like, we're we're getting ready to play Butch Friggin Jones, and we're but to, to answer more specifically answer your question, if you look at the numbers side to side, uh, we should win. In fact, I did my own research and. Um, by that, I mean I picked up the, the, the IBM Watson app and looked, and it shows that we are a 70.8% favorite to win this game. Uh, I want to say, uh, as last time I checked, we're about, I think we're at a 13.5-point uh, favorite. And, yep. uh, yeah, that's the line, line today. Yeah, the money line is like minus 550. So we're a pretty strong favorite. That pretty much seals the deal for me that we're going to lose the game, just as the like <laughs> traditional Troy fan that I am. I, I, obviously, I'm going to be cheering for the team, and obviously I want to beat Butch Jones, but uh, – you know, the history of the program, even going back into Larry Blakey days, even in, even in the, 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 the wonderful Neil Brown years, this is a game we always lose. So uh, hopefully, uh, Coach Summerall, this, this, can, this can be a trend breaker. Right. Yeah, and it would need to be. Um, you know, I mean, one thing I'm kind of uh, comforting myself with is, is you know, I, I know um, I, Coach Summerall has talked about, well, they, their players, um, you know, don't, is they're not they're playing with nothing to lose and you know no more dangerous man than a man with nothing to lose uh, but they don't have anything to gain either um you know i mean ending this season um you know uh, you know a one game closer to being almost as good as texas state is not really anything to hang your hat on um so so you know i don't know how motivated they're going to be i think it'll be a very small crowd in jonesboro 
Um, so, so I'm just hoping I get to admire those beautiful waterfalls they've installed um, and we walk away with an easy win. Um, you know, Paris, I've really enjoyed talking to you, um, and, and I know that uh, Troy Boys fans will love to hear your thoughts. Uh, any other final thoughts on, on this season um, or the, the games coming up uh, before us? Well, you know, we, we've already mentioned a couple of Troy legends in this conversation, and I, I, I've listened to a couple of your press podcasts, and so I feel like what I'm about to say is pretty on brand for you guys. Um, I just wanted to say there's one person that I don't feel like you guys talk about enough, I haven't mentioned, um, that, you know, we talk about somebody who has been so instrumental for the Troy program, or this has just been a, a, a shining light for the Troy University altogether, one of the greatest athletes has ever set foot on campus. Um, and of course, I'm talking about me. And I would love to see that uh, people just <laughs> pay me more homage from time to time. And, uh, you know, something a little bit more than just an occasional 10 to 15 minute spot on a podcast would be appreciated. I don't, I don't think a billboard is too much to ask. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I, I will get on. I'm going to call Brent uh, as soon as we get off this call. Um, and we've already got them all rented for Carlton. Maybe we can just uh, turn them, you know, right over uh, into you. That I think brilliant. that should be easy to do, you know. That's a brilliant um, plan. I'm, I'm at least two inches taller than him, so I should get it up. I should have mine up for about two months longer. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Uh, Barris, thank you so much uh, for joining us on the Troy Boys podcast, um, and, and I hope that we're both wrong and that we, we just blast through the end of this season with, with confident big wins. Uh, I know you would enjoy that. Uh, as much as I would. So thanks again. Yeah, 10 wins, baby. Let's get it. <laughs>